Hey everyone, and welcome to Already Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Star Trek, the original series, Season 3, Episode 8. It's called For the World is Hollow and I Have Touched the Sky. Can I say I love that title? That's pretty good, actually. I love it so much. It reminds me of uh, I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream, which was a video game based on a Harlan Ellison story, I believe, who incidentally also wrote uh, Sitting the Edge of Forever uh, in Season mm. 1 of this. So... You know, yeah. I wrote back round. I went out for a tangent uh, yeah, yeah. and swiveled right back in. Yeah, yeah, you really nailed that one. That was a nice one, eh? So, uh, yeah, so this is uh, full spoilers, as always, uh, for this Trek episode. And this one has, has about two things. One, McCoy diagnoses himself with a, a terminal illness. He's dying. He's got a year to live. And the, yeah. I think it was a made-up illness that's got a really long complicated name so I'm not even going to try and remember it but he is dying, he's got a year to live and elsewhere though they also they found this asteroid or at least what they think is an asteroid at first is actually a ship that looks like an asteroid and it's on a collision course for a planet that has got inhabitants, it's got 3 billion people on it so it's okay right, we can't let that happen but when they get on the, on the, on the ship on this asteroid ship they find out that the people inside are unaware that they're on a ship, they think it's just a planet and they have to try and figure out how to deal with this and how to change the course of the asteroid without breaking the Prime Directive, but if they can't, then they're just going to have to shoot it out of the... I was going to say the sky, but the space. They're going to have to you know, yeah. destroy it. They're going to have to just blow it up. Uh, because, you know, ultimately, a few thousand, however many people are on this ship versus three billion on this planet, it's kind of a no-brainer. So... Yeah. That's uh, and also McCoy kind of falls in love with <laughs> the leader of these people. The uh, so for once it's not S, uh, Kirk who's getting the, the romance subplot. No, it's been quite shared out this season, hasn't it? Yes. The Chekhovs. Uh, okay, now we got a McCoy. Yeah, yeah. Very especially for me because at least Chekhov is always a horn dog, whereas McCoy, he, you know, it's almost like he's it's not that he's not interested, but he just never shows an interest. He never makes any comments. He never. Yeah. You know, outside of that one awkward, really weird, sexist moment in the, uh, you know, the yeah, episode, yeah, a couple of episodes ago, yeah, the, the, the dinner scene where they were all talking about mm-hmm. how she was the most beautiful person ever on the ship. Uh, that scene, a couple of lines in there yeah. were a bit weird, but uh, so yeah, so uh, otherwise, something we don't see uh, McCoy do as much. So, uh, I'll ask the question that I usually ask. We had a pretty decent episode uh, last time. How did you feel about this one? It's it's not great. It's not awful. There are some ideas in it I really like, mm-hmm. but it kind of just takes some leaps just to make it work. Do you know what? I, I, this episode frustrated me a lot because I liked the title and I thought, ooh, okay, this title sounds good. And then I jumped in and I thought, oh, McCoy's dying. That's, that's going to have a lot of good emotional beats. And then I liked the idea of a, of a generational ship where they don't even know they're on a ship. So far, I'm, I'm digging all these ideas. I'm digging everything it's doing. And then it just does kind of a few normal generic Star Trek things. And when I say normal, I mean the the, the, the bad stuff, where it's, you know, primitive culture sort of tropes. There's a little bit of that. And then the whole idea where they've got this, essentially the computer's, or the ship's AI is the Oracle, and it's like, you know, it commands them all and, like, punishes them and makes them feel pain mm-hmm. if they try and question the orders. And that's kind of what's enforcing not knowing that they're, they're on a ship. And... I was like, okay, right, so you've got this thing, and I don't hate it as much as I normally do, because I'm like, 
all right, there's there's at least more in the basis here that I, th- I find interesting. That the idea that it's like generations yeah. on a ship, it, and the I idea think that... it's the idea that they're just elements of the episode rather than the premise. Yeah, it's just it's just built into the, the concept. But I was thinking, okay, right. So I'm curious, why is it? Why are they being lied to? What was the purpose of this machine? Why why is it keeping them in the dark? And it never even questions it. Never mind answers it or explores it. Yeah, it's. It's it's a disappointment. It's not even like it's not that bad because, like I say, there's there's things it does that are frustrating. Oh, yeah. that you say, I, but... I think this is easily on the upper tier of this season. You know, take out the one or two ones we actually really liked, right? And you look at the rest. This is probably up top. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's better than the the gun one. It's better than the kid one. It's better than Spock's brain for damn sure. You know, like yeah. out of all the not good episodes, this is easily the best one. It's got the most potential, but. It it, I think falls. I think it's the most frustrating though because I, it it has so much potential and it just doesn't mm. do anything with any of the ideas like McCoy being ill it never really does anything Not, of note with the, it. The one moment I really love is when Kirk has to tell Spock and then McCoy finally because they've all been knocked out the the, the oracles mm. knocked them all out and um, when McCoy finally wakes up he has to admit oh by the way Spock knows and there's this moment of silence as he doesn't know how to react to Spock knowing it's it's like does Spock care? Like it almost looks hurt that Spock might not care because he's so logical and he's not as human as he is. Yeah. And there's like a real genuine little character beat there that I really liked. Um, the thing is though, at the start of the episode when they said, "Okay, I've got a terminal on this," and like we're, you know, I like the whole thing where just the simple little things like you know, Kirk having to say in his, he's, he's, you know, his log, "Oh, I had to inform Starfleet and I've, re- I've requested a replacement." The unfortunate news. I just the idea of dealing with this, yeah, was interesting at first. My instant worry, though, my instant fear, as soon as we got this plot thread starting at the start of the episode, was that this is probably going to be solved by the end of the episode, and I can't fathom how I'm going to be satisfied by that. Yeah, yeah, I had the exact same feeling. Because even if you, whatever you encounter here, either has the medicine to cure you, which it kind of does, like they find like the, all the like the original people who built this ship have a, had a lot of knowledge. They've got it all stored in banks, so that when this colony finally get to this planet they're going to, they they can use the information and like build society for themselves again. Um, that's what it turns out to be. But whether it was going to be that, whether it was going to be like a, just a byproduct of something they did to him on this alien ship. Yeah, or, it, it was going to be like oh, there's some sort of being that that cures as a side effect, whatever. Yeah. And my problem with that is it just makes the whole thing feel frivolous. I mean, the characters are acting at first like it's a big deal, but by just chewing it by the end, it's like, well... I mean, I, I guess I'll give them credit and say it was just a cure for this specific disease that they didn't have a cure for, as opposed to he was surely dead, you know, by any rights. Right. You know, because I feel like I've also... Maybe not specifically Star Trek, but I feel like this is exactly the sort of time where I'd expect the show to pull, like, uh, no, no, he's uh, like he's actually dying. Like, you know, like his brain's been cut out. But <laughs> luckily... Yeah, yeah, luckily, no, I'm, there's I'm a, with you. There's a Deus it's Ex not quite that extreme. It's, it's a disease that doesn't have any symptoms yet. Not really. Yeah. Like, you know, the, 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 the knockout affects him a bit more. But other than that, he's perfectly capable still. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, so it's not as extreme as that, so it's, it's not as eye-rolling, but it is still just kind of... by the Like, obviously, Star Trek's episode by episode, but this is the kind of thing where I would have loved it to last, like, five or six episodes. It's the sort of thing as well that you could... You, you know, you could see this, okay, you're introducing this now in the season. 
you barely even need to bring it up again, but you bring it up at the end of the season and be like, okay, if you want to write him out the show for whatever reason, you know, if he wants to, if he, if he wanted off the show, for example. I think just going for a while and then maybe having them like get the, even the, the whiff of the idea that there is something actually that could cure him and then mm. go hunting for it would feel a lot more earned and feel, make it feel like it was difficult. Whereas here it's just, oh, it just so happens they've got a lot of medical knowledge on this ship. Let's have a look through here. Oh, they've got a cure for uh, McCoy's thing. This incurable thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was convenient, wasn't it? Aye. It was. <laughs> and it's that thing where logically you can say, well, there's nothing illogical about this. Okay, so this race might have a cure for this, blah, 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 blah. It's just from a storytelling perspective, it feels very cheap. It feels very easy. It's very convenient, isn't it? Yeah. So that, that, that'd be a complaint. Uh, Let's point out that McCoy does get married to this woman. Uh, I, I, I keep wanting to say Natiri because that's the character from Avatar, <laughs> but it's Natira. There's an A at the end. I could not have told you that was the character in Avatar. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so he's actually married, and in the end, she's not dead. Like, because you know, we could get married like five episodes ago. The wife was dead at the end. She got stoned, yeah. if you'd call yeah. that. Uh, she's still alive, and she's like, oh, I'm going with my people, and we're going to arrive at the planet in a year. And he's like, well, maybe I'll come see you around. You know, and Kirk's even like, you know, we could just happen to be around that planet, you know, come come a yeah. year's time, and maybe you can go see how they how they get on. Uh, so, yeah, so he's got a wife. He's actually got a wife that's alive and is out there. Now. Yes, this is a proper wife thing, not just a sham for an episode. And, I mean, and, we're probably never going to see her again, but it counts. Yeah, and and to be fair, there was no trickery. He didn't have amnesia. He he genuinely had feelings for her, and she... I mean, obviously, in traditional TV from the 60s form, they meet for like a minute, and they're in love, and it's just get married. <laughs> but Yeah, this is very you know much, though, a case of, okay, he was ill. He thought he was dying. It was like, oh, no, okay, I'll just I'll almost take what I can get. You know, it's like, oh, this is the first woman he comes across, almost. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that necessarily. It's just, it feels a bit sweeter than that. No, don't get me wrong. There is a connection, but it, it yeah. is to an extent. It's like, you know, because all all the women he's seen over the over the season, you know, with Kirk and you know and, and you know everyone else romancing I, away, I, and he's I, never I, been interested. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's that. So I mean, you could argue that maybe he's more open to the idea of a relationship because of the thing. I think uh, it is. I think it's, but I don't think it's just. Oh, she'll do because she's into me. I don't <laughs> think it's that. I think it's he. He's got a year left because he. That's actually probably the most interesting part from a character perspective of the episode is when he's telling Spock that he's going to stay, and Spock just doesn't understand. It's not logical. You've got a year to live. Why are you going to? It's like, well, here's kind of paradise. I could be happy with her and just like enjoy my last year. And I, okay, I think you know maybe not. She'll do was the right phrase. I was a bit bit frivolous. Yeah, you know, a little bit extreme, yeah. but more the idea of. When he's not ill, he never takes any interest at all, right? He's, he's very professional for for the most part. Whereas here, it's like, well, I've only got a year. I kind of might as well look into this now. Like, I might, you know, I might as well consider my options now. Whereas before, he doesn't well, even think about he'd it. Almost he's, tie he's it into, we've, we've talked about it with Kirk before. The idea that he's always put off relationships, even though he has all these little flings, he's always put off having a proper relationship because he's his career, he's starship yeah. captain. That's his thing. You could almost say the same about McCoy, where. Now he thinks he's only got so much time left that he's realised. Oh wait, I've kind of not pursued this like exactly my yeah. life, and now now I've you know I'll, that's just how I want to do my last year because and blah blah blah. So uh, you know it, it, that is the most interesting thing of the episode. The actual relationship between them. She's I mean just whatever. 
it's very standard, isn't it? Very standard. You don't really necessarily care about her or feel anything for her much. She's just she's a character who's introduced just to be just to serve the plot what it needs, and that's Pretty about much. it. There's, yeah. there's not really much more to her than that. Uh, so it's a shame that it's 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 a lot of really nice ideas in here. It's just maybe one too many because I feel like you could have had this plot without the the McCoy dying aspect. Just have the, the astro- asteroid, the people on the thing, and make it be about solving that problem. Uh, yeah, it feels like two separate episodes, doesn't it? Yeah, and then you can have an episode about uh, McCoy being sick and dealing with that. You could you could have easily got two episodes out of this, uh, and maybe you could have given them both a bit more time, a bit more development. And that, I think that's it. It doesn't go far enough with either of its ideas, does it? It kind yeah. of presents the ideas, does a couple of little things with them, and then that's it. I was just like, okay, end of the episode. Time. And frustratingly, the little things it does with both are quite good, and it's like, oh, we can do things with this. And then it, for the, I'd say the entire second half of the episode is just kind of a string of, okay, we're just doing that. Okay, we're just doing that. Okay, we're just solving it this way. All right, fine, we're done. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that, that's basically the second half of the episode, uh, which is a shame. But it's definitely not terrible. It's not the worst by any means. Uh, I do want to point out the outfits that this uh, race of people are are wearing um, when they first show up. It's meant to be like samurai like uh, robes almost, but they're mm. checkered. So they just look like yeah. uh, they're, you know, bathrobes or pajamas even. Yeah. And they look a little bit silly. I'm just they, they do, yes. Uh, but that, that's part of the course, right? Silly costumes. Absolutely. Uh, I also, I don't necessarily should, uh, critique the, the, the set design or whatever too much because, yeah, it's the 60s. It looks how it is. You know, we don't yeah. go into that. There's no point every time. But I do think the Oracle's, like, monolith with the star on it look particularly shoddy uh, i thought the star look it was just a bit of paper that was like stuck onto it <laughs> it did look cheaper than usual i think i think we can criticize the set design in comparison to its usual standard. exactly exactly yeah i'm saying that this is below the standard that the show's actually had uh because this this legitimately looks like something out of like uh like if i'm making a student film and i have done in the past where you'd stick a logo on something it, it, it does, felt yeah. like that <laughs> Yeah. Um, as opposed to professional hands making it look a bit more, you know, real. Yeah, so, and, some of the things have actually, looked, you know, crafted and good. Yeah. Uh, whereas the, that's not quite so much. Just, it, this was like, yeah, that'll do. So, yeah, just stick that in the corner. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, all, we also end rather abruptly as well because, you know, they're all laughing, oh, I'm cured. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And then it cuts to a wide shot of the ship again and the credit comes up. They've been doing I'm that like, a lot this season. It has, yeah. They've been really, like, I'm, exiting I'm, I'm hard. I'm missing my in banter. Well, that's a shame. Because uh, we could have had, a, like, a touch. Like, imagine, like, a little scene here at the end where Spock comes in after like, everyone else leaves the room, right? But Spock, like, sort of turns back and comes in. And like has a little prime moment where he says, "I'm glad you're not dead," or something to that effect. Like you know, in a very Spock way. Like, I think, think e- even just you know, because often it is McCoy and Spock jabbing at each other, yeah. right, in these end scenes. Even just one of those jabs would have felt nice. It would have felt yeah. friendly. It's like, oh no, this is normal, right? Yeah, yeah you see, we're back to jabbing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, back to normality. Or what? Yeah, what? What if uh, Spock? It was Spock that made the jab, and obviously he's made jabs before, but. It makes it in a, just a bit more of a human way. Like, just, it's like he cracks more of a joke directly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because the spot when he's jabbing back, it's usually very logical and just very kind of, uh, you know, it's like, there's almost a hint of humour in it sometimes, but obviously it's kind of almost unintentional. Very dry, yeah. yeah. I, I can almost see, you know, you know, McCoy's like, I'm cured, and then he makes a jab at Spock, and Spock's like, yep, he's cured. 
Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of potential in this episode. Unfortunately, just kind of whiffs on a lot of it in, in the second half, which is a shame. Yeah, behave. Disappointing. But hey, so there you go. That that is uh, for the world is hollow, and I have touched the sky. Uh, which is obviously a line that uh, one character says when he's like, "Oh, I, I broke the rules. I climbed the mountain, and I, I realized I was in the Truman Show." <laughs> so, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> Tell us what's happening. Uh, so, no, very, very interesting, uh, very interesting episode. Even if it is kind of ultimately a failure. So there you go. So uh, that is episode eight, of Star Trek season three. Uh, we're recording a lot of these in advance. Actually, we're recording episodes four through eight now. Have all been recorded uh, in the space of about a week and a half because we're 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 stacking them up because things are about to get very busy for everything else TV wise in yeah. April. Don't need to know. I, I'm just I'm just letting you know how hectic it has been. Try to <laughs> keep all this on track. Uh, but yeah, so that's episode eight of Star Trek. Uh, back with episode nine. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, over at patreon.com slash mailfuzztv. You get these Star Trek reviews. I'll be careful at the one dollar tier if that interests you uh, or whatever else. But you can get a link to that in the description. And that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching Star Trek, guys, and we'll see you next time.